Welcome to the Root and Remedy podcast, where we discuss all things women's health, hormones, fertility, and body confidence. I'm your host, Vanessa, a woman's health and fertility nutritionist and the co-founder of Root and Remedy Wellness. You can find our courses, free community group, and all other resources at rootandremedywellness.com. Today's episode is a good one because we are dispelling so many myths when it comes to the nutrition space, what to eat, when to eat, how to eat, what to avoid, what to make sure you get a ton of. Oh my God, just all the information online is overwhelming and quite frankly, pretty terrible. And that's because everybody's trying to sell you something. Everybody's trying to get you to buy their their meal plan or try their protocol. They're trying to get followers, right? They're trying to make this crazy content that gets a lot of views. Even if they're not selling something themselves, they're usually promoting something else, whether it's a supplement or a bar or their workout programs. And then they're trying to get go viral with their nutrition protocols. Like it there really is a shortage of good quality information. And that's because sex sells, right? We want something that is something we've never seen before, or it seems crazy and it seems like you need all this willpower and this motivation to do it. So it must be the thing. Oh, I've never heard of a cabbage soup diet before. That must be the thing that I need to try. Or, oh my God, it's intermittent fasting 20 hours a day. That that makes sense. Okay, my body's eating its own fat. Okay, sounds great. Or I need to make sure that I'm cutting out all meat or all vegetables or whatever it is. There's, there is, it's just way too much to sift through for the average person. It's too much to sift through as a nutritionist. Like literally this is my life's work. This is what I've studied for for multiple years. And quite frankly, I love it. But even for me, sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is all this information? Why is everybody being so dramatic? Why is everyone being so like balls to the wall, crazy, crazy, crazy? It really is not that complicated. And it drives me freaking bonkers when I'm seeing all of this viral content and everyone being like, can't wait to try this? Yes. Love this. Love this. Love this. Or, oh my gosh. Okay. This must be the reason why I've been having all this stubborn body fat. Let me try this diet. And then you're on it for two weeks or 30 days or until you have your wedding or whatever it is. And then you fall off. You inevitably gain the weight back because you never really learned how to eat properly, how to fuel your body, how to properly balance your hormones, how to take care of yourself and what your body actually needs. And that's also another reason why I have, well, I have multiple bones to pick with the health and and fitness industry, but especially with people who are crazy about meal plans, be wary of a practitioner, a trainer, a nutritionist, a whoever who just gives you a meal plan. If they're giving you a meal plan with no education, you're not learning anything. You are becoming dependent on that person, that trainer, that practitioner, and they're failing at their job because you should be able to walk away from your time with them, however long it takes, maybe a few months or so, or even up to a year or more, because obviously these things take time, and you should be able to eat for yourself. You should be able to look at a plate and say, okay, I know how to get enough protein. I know how to get enough fat. I know how to get enough carbs. Not, oh, my meal plan has run out. What do I do now? Let me just ask for a new meal plan. You have to learn how to be able to feed your body, how to build your own plate, how to assess what foods make you feel good and what foods make you feel like trash because that's gonna be different for everybody. Some people do really well with high fat. Some people do really well with high carbohydrates. It really depends on you and your body. And the really the only way to figure that out is trial and error, but also relying more on our intuition, learning how to fuel your body, and then you can make changes from there. As long as you're getting your baseline requirements of things like protein, making sure you always have vegetables on your plate, all this kind of stuff that we're going to talk about today. But 
First, I just want you to throw out everything you think you know about nutrition because we have been sold stuff that is honestly terrible and wrong and just based on really shitty science. So for example, the fact that meat is bad for you, it's going to kill you. It's going to clog your arteries. It's going to cause cancer. You won't be able to get an erection. You're, it's going to make you infertile. Like all of these terrible, terrible, terrible things that, that people will say about meat or that people will say about carbohydrates or sugar or fat or eggs, just throw all that out the window. Because to be honest, most of that is just outdated research or it's people that are trying to push a narrative that have literally fudged the data. Like the studies where they were talking about how fat is the enemy, literally the person that was running the studies in charge of all of the research, Ansel Keys, took out and removed countries and data points and research that didn't coincide with his hypothesis. So he literally completely rejigged the numbers to make sure that it ended in what he wanted, which is so dumb because now we base so much of our nutrition education off of those faulty studies and that faulty science. So don't blame yourself if you don't know what to eat. And if you're overwhelmed because everybody is telling you something different, throw everything you think you know out the window, because I'm going to probably tell you a lot of things that are opposite to what you've been taught previously. But I promise you, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to lay it on the table. It's going to be a breath of fresh air because you're going to listen to this episode and be like, that's it. That's all I have to do. Are you sure? Are you sure it doesn't have to be more difficult? Are you sure I don't need to remove more foods? Are you sure? Like it, it, when I first started to learn about this, I was like, it, it seems too simple. It seems too simple that I'm out here doing all these intermittent fasting things, cutting out all these food groups, being vegan, making sure that I'm like cooking things a certain way or adding things in a certain way. Oh my God, it was just so overwhelming. And then I was like, huh, all I really need to do is make sure that I'm eating this amount of meals per day, that I'm spacing them out at this appropriate interval, that I'm getting enough of X, Y, Z on my plate. And that's it. And when I hit those things, I will feel amazing. And when I don't hit those things, I will start to feel terrible. And I will over time start to feel worse and worse and worse. So yes, it is very straightforward. It's very simple, but it's going to still require work, right? It's going to require work and consistency. You're going to have to do some planning. You're going to do specific kinds of grocery shopping. You're going to need to make sure that you have things prepared ahead of time or that you've got things in your fridge that you can whip up quickly or else inevitably it's going to be hard for you to meet these requirements. So it's very simple and it will be a breath of fresh air, but that doesn't mean that it's going to come intuitively or it's going to feel super, super easy all the time. It's still difficult when we get busy, when we don't have a lot of sleep, when we're on our periods and we're craving a lot of sweets, when we don't feel like eating protein or we don't feel like grocery shopping, all of these things are going to play a role and that's okay. But what I'm going to do in this episode is distill down to a T literally all you need to do with your nutrition. That's it. And I promise if you follow these steps and of course tweak them a little bit to your liking, like don't eat certain foods if you genuinely don't like them, but don't get rid of meat or eggs or fat or carbs or sugar because you're terrified that they're the devil. Just follow these basic outline principles and you will feel so much better literally within a few days. Like when I start to implement this with clients, because these are of course one of the first things that we tackle nutrition, digestion, things like that. I'll get texts and DMs being like, oh my God, it's, it's been three days and I'm already feeling better. I, I'm feeling more energy. I don't need my afternoon coffee. I'm waking up with energy. I'm not getting my 2 p.m. slump. All of these beautiful things that are showing you that you're, when you give your body what it needs, it rewards you and you feel amazing very quickly. And when you don't, 
you feel pretty terrible and pretty shitty very fast. And over time, this can lead to imbalanced hormones, difficult cycles. In more severe cases, it can really harm our fertility. It can harm our general hormonal balance when we look at our stress response as well, our blood sugar, our weight, all of these different kinds of things that have systemic impacts throughout the body. So nutrition, a cornerstone of good health and well-being. Also, you feeling good in your body is really important. And when you're eating in a way that makes you feel good and you know what you're doing, you feel like you know what you're doing, you feel better about your body. It's really difficult to feel good in your body when you don't feel like you're taking care of yourself. And when you feel like you don't actually know what you're doing, you're like, is this going to work? Is, is this actually too much on my body? Or like, can I actually be eating this? How am I supposed to know? And then you feel guilty when you're like, I don't know if I should be eating this or not. Or maybe I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to eat it. And then I'll worry about this on Monday. But I find actually, I find this with a lot of different things. You feel a lot better making the changes and following the steps when you feel confident that they're going to work. If you feel like you're shooting in the dark and you've no idea what's going on and you're just going off of what you saw on TikTok or Instagram, you don't feel very good about it because there's a part of you that knows it's probably not good for you. Or you're like, what am I even doing all this effort for? Like, is this even going to work? Or I feel like this actually isn't right. I probably shouldn't be removing every single fruit on the planet and every single animal food. Like that actually feels a little restrictive. So Anyways, I'm going to get into the actual nutrition steps now. I can I can talk about this kind of stuff forever because you know that um, if you've listened to previous podcasts and even if, if you haven't, the reason I started all this is because of my relationship with food, struggling with an eating disorder, having a lot of acne. I kind of was thrust into the health and wellness space, not because I was passionate about health and wellness, but because I was really pissed and I was in a lot of pain and I was in a lot of suffering and sadness honestly, with my body and with my skin and my lack of self-confidence. And I was like, I literally cannot live like this. Like this, this is not the quality of life that I want for myself. So it was kind of out of desperation. But now I see that so many of the things that I was doing was completely backwards and wrong. Being vegan for five years, over-exercising, under-eating, like so many things that I was doing that I did not have to do that I thought I had to do in order to be thinner and healthier and have more energy and, and balance my hormones and all these things and clear my skin. And it just wasn't true. So essentially I'm just on this lifelong mission to make sure that every single woman that was in my place or every single person that that was in the place that that I was in or that is in the place that I was in, hears this and is like, thank God, I just saved so much time because now I don't have to try all of these different things that aren't going to work and then waste a bunch of years and be frustrated with my body and with myself. So that's the goal of all of this. And the way that I like to describe nutrition is just in a typical day, because really all we're trying to do here is create a perfect day. I say perfect in the sense that like, you know what to shoot for, but you don't have to be perfect. Like if you miss certain markers, as long as you're doing what we like to call the 80-20 rule, where 80% of the time you're hitting these things, 20% of the time there's a little bit of flexibility because life gets busy, you have a meeting over lunch, you can't get outside, you whatever, you can't follow these specific rules or these guidelines, and that's okay. But if 80% of the time you're doing what your body needs and you're nourishing yourself and you're eating enough food and you're getting enough protein and you're balancing your blood sugar and you're drinking enough water and you're moving your body, then you're going to feel 80% of the way there. And that that's that's pretty great. That's pretty freaking great, if not more, because that 80% really, really moves the needle. So in a in a typical day, let's start with your morning. When it comes to nutrition, like I said before, there are specific keys 
that you have to hit in order to feel your best. When you don't hit them, you will either feel crappy that day, sometimes even in that moment within a couple hours, and or you'll start to feel crappy over time. So it may not be the day of you experience it, but over time you start to get hair loss, you start to get imbalanced hormones, you start to get irregular cycles, you start to get heavier, more painful periods, you start to break out, you start to have low energy. These things start to build and you're like, where is this all coming from? What the hell? And it's especially noticeable if it's a slow burn. So a lot of the time when I I work with a new client, I'll ask them, can you tell me about how you got here? And usually we start to see, okay, well, at first I just noticed a couple of pimples here and there and that my period was getting a little bit heavier. And then a few months later, as the, the months went on and the cycles went on, I started to notice, oh, wow, I'm actually feeling really terrible. And now I'm getting anxiety before my period. And now I cannot keep a tampon in for more than an hour. And now I'm getting really bad cramps. And now my hair is thinning. It, it's a snowball that continues to build and build and build because you're not fixing the root cause. And a lot of the time, one of those main root causes is nutrition. So you're doing an amazing thing by listening to this episode and getting ahead of that curve because your future self will thank you. Your cycle will thank you and start to pay attention to how much better you feel because it's not placebo. These are real things that are going to make you feel amazing if you do them properly. Okay. So let's talk about number one. When you wake up in the morning and I'm going to include water and like hydration and nutrition kind of together because they, they, they really do go hand in hand. So when you wake up in the morning, most people are going to skip breakfast and they're going to go right to their coffee. If you're already on your health and wellness journey, maybe you drink some water and I freaking love that for you. But there are a few things we want to, we want to nail down in the morning. Number one, start your day, adrenal cocktail, adrenal cocktail. We call it an adrenal cocktail because it nourishes your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands are essentially the regulators of your stress response and your overall nervous system. So this will help to make you feel energized, hydrated because you're in a very, very intense state of dehydration when you wake up in the morning. And when you start your day with mineral rich water, that's, that's essentially an adrenal cocktail. Think of electrolytes and water. That's really all it is, but don't think of Gatorade. Gatorade is a shit electrolyte drink. It's so terrible. It's mostly sugar and colors and like coloring, like um, food coloring or whatever, and like chemicals. It's really not uh, like good quality nutrients. So when I say adrenal cocktail, I will put the recipe in the show notes, but essentially it's a mix of sodium. So salt, yes, salt is very, very good for you. It's one of the main minerals that your body needs in order to have enough energy to balance your hormones, to feel hydrated, to feel energized, to sleep properly, to also, if you're breastfeeding, sodium is super important for breast milk supply. So if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, make sure that you also really do think about your sodium. And sometimes you actually need two of these adrenal cocktails per day instead of just one. But again, listen to your body, see what makes you feel best. I often feel best on two because I tend also towards low blood pressure and low sodium. So I actually need a lot of salt in my day to day. I'm also very active. So if you sweat a lot, if you're active, if you go to the gym, if you use the sauna, if you walk, you usually need more electrolytes than someone who's more sedentary. And that, that would just make sense, right? When you're sweating, you're losing a lot of your minerals, specifically salt. So start your day with an adrenal cocktail, create or fill a liter of, or like 32 ounces of water with salt, lemon, and aloe vera juice. So you do juice from half a lemon, you do a quarter to a half teaspoon of salt and two shots of aloe vera juice. I like the lily of the desert aloe vera juice. Just look for 100% aloe. Don't get ones that have like sugar or anything in them. 
and it will just be like 100% aloe vera juice, juice, and it will say inner filet. There'll be whole leaf, outer leaf, click inner leaf or inner filet. That's the one that you want to get. You can usually get it at the health food section of a grocery store or at a health food store. So I usually get mine from Healthy Planet. You can also get it online on Amazon. I will also link that in the show notes so that you know which one to buy, but just be careful. Don't get like the aloe vera juice um, or the aloe water that's in the big jug and it's just basically all sugar. That's not what we're looking for. And aloe vera juice is essentially just a really dense source of potassium. So then we've got our sodium from our salt. We've got some vitamin C from our lemon. You can also do a lime. And then we've got some potassium from our aloe vera juice. Really, really, really beautiful uh, blend to add to your morning water. And you'll notice not only does it taste amazing, but you also feel more energized afterwards. You're going to feel more hydrated, feel more energized. And I also love using this as a tool when I have if I ever do have like a mid-afternoon slump, or maybe I didn't sleep that well the night before, or maybe I'm just feeling kind of cranky in the afternoon. I'm really trying to push through a work day. Maybe I've been on my computer for a really long time and I've been staring at a screen and I'm feeling kind of bleh. If a walk outside doesn't help to pick me up, I usually do an adrenal cocktail again in the afternoon and it really, really works. So a lot of people will replace their uh, afternoon coffee with this and it's really special. So start your day with that. We're going to remineralize the, bo the body. You are going to get hydrated. You're going to feel more energized. It's going to feel so, so, so good. Now, as you're sipping on that for the first 30 minutes to 60 minutes in the morning, we're going to move into having breakfast. This is a non-negotiable. If you are someone who is stressed, you are struggling with your, your cycle or your hormones, maybe you're struggling with your skin, I mentioned hair thinning, you're trying to get pregnant, you're trying to fix your cycle, or maybe you're just on, like like everybody's kind of on, on their own health journey, we're all in different places, but if you are trying to feel better, if you're trying to get to the place where you are feeling the best you can possibly feel at your current age, this is going to be something that will rock your world. And that is a high protein breakfast within the first hour of waking. I don't care what age you are. I don't care where you are in your fertility journey. I don't care your gender. Try this out. Just try it on for size and you will notice you feel so much better when you start your day with a full big mama breakfast. Gone are the days that were intermittent fasting until 2 p.m. That was me for so long and I wondered why my hair looked like crap. I wondered why I was breaking out. I wonder why I was binging in the evenings and afternoons and on the weekends and when I would get drunk. And it was because I wasn't giving my body enough goddamn food and nutrients. Binging is quite literally a side effect of undernourishment. Your body is, is getting to the point where you are not feeding it enough protein, fat, carbohydrates, minerals, vitamins, whatever it is. And so you're, you're essentially getting override or overridden by your biology. And your, your biology is saying, Vanessa, screw you. You are underfeeding me. We're going to binge. We're going to binge when we're drunk. We're going to binge in the evenings. We are going to binge on some cookies that we have in front of us that your friend brought home from work because we need food. We need calories. We need nourishment. And the easiest way to do that is through what we call hyperpalatable foods, things that are really sweet, have a little bit of sugar, have a little bit of, of salt, have a little bit of fat. Essentially, we hit that what's called a bliss point where you literally can't stop eating. And to make you feel a little bit better, if this is you, people are paid full-time salaries and like nice salaries, not like $20,000 salaries, like $200,000 salaries to find the bliss point for Doritos, for cookies, for chips, for all of these different things that make you binge and overeat them. So we are bi biologically primed 
to look for these hyperpalatable foods because they have a lot of fat in them. They've got sugar. They make us feel a lot better when it comes to spiking dopamine and just giving us comfort. But you will be wired to crave these foods if you are not eating enough throughout the day. So do not make the same mistakes I made for literally years, almost a decade was I struggling with binging and bulimia and overeating and never understanding my appetite. And I thought I just needed more willpower. Never in my life did I think I actually had to eat more throughout the day and that I would not ever even think about binging later because I was so satisfied. And this isn't just a personal story. This is things that I do with my clients every single goddamn day, every single session. We talk about binging. We talk about overeating. People will say, I'm just an emotional eater. I just, I just overeat and I can't help it. And the truth is that you may just be someone that is not eating enough food point blank. And you need to make sure that you're getting enough nourishment to fuel your body so that you are not binging in the evenings and weekends. So what does a high protein breakfast look like, right? I'm saying 30 plus grams of protein. We're going to get fiber. We're going to get some, some veggies in there. We're going to get some healthy fats. Super easy. We're going to follow this, this similar kind of framework. When you look at your plate, you want to have three main things, protein, fat, fiber. And I'm going to give you some more examples in the show notes of what that looks like. I also post my breakfast on my Instagram all the time because I hate when someone tells me what to do, but doesn't show me how to actually do it, right? Like hypothetically, great, 30 grams of protein. But then you're like, Vanessa, what is that? Like, what, what does that look like? 30 grams of protein, how? Do I just take a protein powder? How, do I just eat two eggs? Like, like, what is it? So 30 grams of protein will typically look like, and this is a lot of food. If you are someone that doesn't already eat a big breakfast or you're not used to eating a lot of food in the morning, work your way up to it. Start with a Greek yogurt bowl, start with a chia seed pudding, start with a smoothie. Again, listed all these recipes below. And then work your way up to a big girl breakfast. You got to put on your big girl pants at some point and eat a full breakfast because it is so worth it. And the more you eat in the morning, the more you want to eat. So don't worry if you don't have much of an appetite. You have essentially trained your body and trained your appetite to not need food or not want food or not crave food in the morning. And that's a classic sign that we're running off of stress hormones. So if you wake up and you are not hungry within that first hour, that's not a badge of honor. That's not just you saying, oh, I do better when I'm fasted. That is you being under stress, running on stress hormones. And this is essentially your body's response to you not eating in the morning. So of course, if you don't feed your body in the morning, maybe the first week or so of you not doing it, then your body is quite hungry. But after that, our bodies, they're adaptation machines. They learn when to expect food and when to not expect food. So you might not be hungry in the morning, but you have to start to introduce some food. And then I want you to do a little happy dance. You can literally DM me because we want to celebrate together and tell me that you're hungry in the morning. When I literally tell my clients every single time, I'm like, text me, send me a voice note, send me a gift, send me something when you wake up feeling hungry because we are going to celebrate. We are always taught as women to suppress our hunger, that we shouldn't be hungry, that we need to eat like birds. And that's just not it. You've got to eat like a woman, my friend. We, you got to eat a lot of freaking food. Eat like a man. Eat like a freaking man. Eat like your boyfriend or your husband or whoever, because that's actually a badge of honor. That tells us that your, your metabolism is revving, that your hormones are balancing, that you are not running off of stress hormones. So 30 grams of protein can look like three eggs. So I'll give you my breakfast this morning. Three eggs. I sauteed up some leeks and some uh, red pepper in there with a little and a little bit of butter, salted that. And then I had half a bagel with cream cheese on the side and two slices of turkey bacon. So when we look at our plate, that's about 30 grams of protein. An egg will have about six grams. So if you're only having two eggs for breakfast or one egg for breakfast, we really got to bump that up. This is where a sausage or turkey bacon or some Greek yogurt on the side, cottage cheese on the side is also amazing. You can also do a protein rich smoothie. Again, 
listed a ton of options in the caption below. And I do a lot on my Instagram as well. And that 30 grams of protein is going to balance your blood sugar, give you energy and help you feel calm, cool, and collected. So you're not going to feel anxious in between meals. You're not going to get hangry, cranky. You're not going to get headaches. You're not going to crash your energy levels within the first hour and need a coffee to pick you back up. Making sure you have enough protein not only is amazing for your hormones because your hormones are made of protein. You've got hormones that are made of fat and cholesterol and hormones that are made of protein. Your, your hair is also made of protein. Your skin thrives when we get a lot of protein. There's so much that we need protein for. So the general rule of thumb for protein is to eat about 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight every day. So I'm 135, 140 pounds. I aim for about 140 pounds uh, or 140 pounds, 140 grams of protein per day. I don't always hit that, but at the very least, I try to eat over hundred grams of protein every single day. And an easy way to chip at that or chip away at that is your breakfast. So 30 grams of protein, non-negotiable. And then you can see I had my bagel with or half bagel with cream cheese and some peppers on the side. I had some veggies in there and some carbohydrates, the bagel, the um, the peppers, the leeks. So I'm getting a bit of fiber in there. I'm getting some carbohydrates. And then of course, I'm getting healthy fats from not only the eggs, a little bit of butter that I cooked everything in, but also the cream cheese. So that is a really beautifully balanced breakfast. I feel like a freaking queen when I eat that. And I find it so easy and so fast to whip up. It takes me less than 10 minutes. If I want to prep my breakfast ahead of time, sometimes I will do an omelet and I'll do a 12 egg omelet and I'll eat that for four days. I also have a great smoothie recipe I've linked for you. I also, if I'm going to do a, a workout early in the morning and I don't have time to make a full spread or I don't want to eat like three eggs and turkey bacon and then go to the gym, I usually do a Greek yogurt bowl. I also have some recipes for um, some overnight oats. If that's more your jam, you can eat oats. You can have toast in the morning and things like that, but you have to make sure you pair it with protein gone are the days where you're just having a bagel and butter or peanut butter for breakfast or you're just having oats for breakfast sorry to burst your bubble but that is just not enough food it's all carbs and it's not enough protein and fat so get that 30 grams of protein and then eat whatever else you want and you will start to see how amazingly energized you feel and how calm you feel after eating as opposed to that anxious type of energy that you get in between meals when you're not eating properly so try to eat a full breakfast within the first hour of waking 30 grams of protein, have some healthy fats in there, some fiber. That's it. That's it. That's literally it. I like to create a menu of my favorite breakfasts and then I just alternate between them. I switch up the veggies if I want to go for different flavor profiles. Sometimes I'll put peanut butter on my bagel instead of cream cheese. Like it does not have to be complicated. Just make sure you get protein, fat, and fiber and you'll be off to the races. Okay, the second thing that you need to follow when it comes to nutrition, you need to be having a full meal every four to six hours. That's it. That's it. When it comes to how often you should be eating, every four to six hours, full big mama meal, that, that essentially is your breakfast repeated. You're not going to have eggs at every meal, but 30 grams of protein, some good quality fiber, some good quality fats. That's it. That is all you have to do every four to six hours. So breakfast, lunch, dinner. If you're more hungry or maybe your meals are a little bit smaller, then you can have a snack in there somewhere. That's also when I love to do like a chia seed pudding. I love midday squares, those snack bars that everybody is talking about on Instagram. They're actually amazing. And, or like a Greek yogurt bowl or maybe a mini smoothie. Anything like that is great for an afternoon snack or you can do some apples and cheese or something like that. Just make sure you do have a little bit of fat, a little bit of protein, a little bit of, of fiber with your snack as well. Well, but a full meal every four to six hours should be enough. And that's because if you're hungry sooner than about three to four hours after your previous meal, 
you either didn't eat enough or you didn't balance your blood sugar. So if you're someone that gets hungry or starts craving within one to two hours after eating, you need to look at your previous meal. What did you just eat? Did you have at least 30 grams of protein? Probably not. Did you have carbohydrates on there? Did you have healthy fats on there? If you didn't have all of those things, you are going to be hungry. You're going to be craving. This is something I see a lot with people that have toast and peanut butter for breakfast or just a fruit smoothie, or they'll have oats. Within a couple hours, they're craving a coffee or they're craving another snack because it just wasn't enough food. It wasn't enough nutrients. Physically, you felt full enough because you had a volume of food. You ate a lot of oats, but you ate mostly carbohydrates, right? You did, Or maybe you put some peanut butter in there, carbs and fat, but we didn't have enough protein. So you need to make sure you have all three or else you are going to be too hungry too quickly and you're not going to feel good. If you get all three and you get that minimum requirement of protein, it should carry you four to six hours to your next meal. In between there, keep sipping on your adrenal cocktail, drink some water, you can have some tea, you can have coffee after your breakfast, please try not to have coffee before your breakfast. It is essentially spiking your stress hormones even more than they already are. And it can lead you to have that 2 p.m. slump. So one of the best things that you can do for your body, wake up, adrenal cocktail, breakfast, coffee. And also there's a ton of science and research that you should be having your coffee about 90 minutes after waking. So super easy. We're just going to habit stack with that. And that means you're going to wake up, you're going to sip on your adrenal cocktail within that hour, you have your breakfast and then boom, 90 minutes after that wake time, once you've already eaten, you have that coffee and it's going to hit you right in your sweet spot. It's going to feel so good. That coffee is actually going to give you energy as opposed to make you feel anxious, make you have to poop, give you bad, um, like, uh, like you know, when your tummy hurts after drinking coffee, sometimes we have to like literally run to the bathroom immediately and, and it makes you literally shit your pants. <laughs> coffee, uh, actually a side note here, coffee stimul stimulates peristalsis, which is literally the act of having a bowel movement. So if you're someone that always has to poop after drinking coffee, that's normal. Some people uh, like really rely on it, but it is usually better if you eat first and then you drink your coffee, it usually doesn't have the same effect. You may want to swap for matcha or like a caffeinated tea if coffee literally makes you like poo really, really fast because that, that, that can be a little aggressive. Okay, moving on to lunch. All of your meals, they can look essentially the exact same when it comes to the quantity and the requirements of each meal. Protein, fat, fiber. I'm sounding like a broken record, but it, that's literally all it is. Four to six hours, every every four to six hours you're eating a meal, they have 30 grams or ideally even 40 grams if we want to be a rock star of protein. You've got carbs on there, which are things ideally like potatoes, sweet potato, rice, squash, quinoa, um, and more what we call complex carbohydrates. So if you are going to have a bagel or you're going to have some, uh, some pasta or something like that, that's fine. Or you're going to have some bread. That's okay. But just make sure that's not the cornerstone of every single meal. So don't just make yourself a bowl of pasta with some veggies in there and some sauce. Like make sure that the pasta is kind of the smaller part of the meal and you're having veggies and you're having a lot of protein with that. So it's more so we're just changing the constituents. You don't really have to remove any major food groups. So when we look at our plate, the protein, the fat, the fiber, that's what we're looking for. And I'll link a ton of my favorite lunch and dinner recipes. My lunch and dinners essentially look the exact same. I usually just make double at dinner, bring it for lunch the next day. And I recommend you do the same. Or I batch cook like a chili or I made this like marry me orzo chicken a couple days ago that I love. Or I'll do a curry or a stir fry. And I'll just eat those for that for lunches throughout the week. Your lunch and your dinner can look the exact same. Same. You don't need to have like lunch foods and dinner foods. They, they can legit be the same. It's just your breakfast that you probably want to be different because you usually 
want like a smoothie or eggs or something. But when it comes to your other meals, they can look identical to each other and that's fine. Just make sure you're switching up flavors in the sense of different meat or fish sources. You're, you're switching up veggies, you're switching up seasonings so you don't get super bored and tired. And you should be seasoning your food to your liking. So add butter, add different spices, add broths, add cream and things like that to make it hearty and to make it yummy and to make it something you actually look forward to. You don't have to just do like boiled salted chicken breast steamed rice and broccoli with nothing on it. Like literally nothing sounds worse to me than that, than that spread. So make sure you're adding things that, that make you enjoy your food. Cause that's really important. And essentially when it comes to creating your plate, if you just opt to have as many whole foods as possible, you're going to be good. You are going to be so good. Meet your minimum requirement of protein, that 30 grams, and you may need to track your food in order to do this. Something that I love to recommend to clients and something I do myself is I track on Chronometer and I'll put that link in the show notes as well. And essentially Chronometer is similar to like my fitness pal, um, but it tracks all of your micro and macronutrients as well. So it's great for you to see, not like, oh, I need to eat 1400 calories per day or, or I need to hit all these requirements, but you do want to see, okay, what does 30 grams of protein actually look like? What is 30 grams of protein from chicken, from beef, from lamb, from tofu? What does it look like so that I know how much to serve myself? And how can I start to work with my hunger and work with those dimensions instead of having those work against me? So track for a couple weeks. It's a great tool. Use it just as an educational tool. Don't use it as like a gold star on your forehead or a slap on the wrist if you're not getting a certain amount. Try to use it as just an educational tool, something that's interesting, and then you'll learn what those proportions look like and what makes you feel your best. And it's really hard to know otherwise how much protein is enough, but typically the size of your hand is pretty good. If you look at, like you you lay your hand out flat and just trying to have a, a size of protein that is roughly the size of your hand, that, that's a pretty good amount. That's usually gonna be roughly 30 to 40 grams of protein. Now, when I'm talking about protein, I am talking about animal or fish-based protein. This is just the easiest way to go about it. If you are a vegetarian or vegan, you are going to have to spend a lot more time planning. I Trust me, I understand what it was like. I was vegan for a number of years. You're going to have to eat a lot of the same foods. You are going to have to have protein powder. You're going to have to have tofu and tempeh. Try not to have the fake meats because they're not very good for you. Um, but you are going to have to eat a lot of the same sources. So it might get a lot more boring. It's possible. But if you are vegetarian or vegan, highly, highly, highly recommend you track your food or else you're going to have tons of carbs and tons of fat, and you're not going to be able to get enough protein. So this is something that requires a little bit more work, a little bit more planning, a little bit more uh, repetitiveness when it comes to the foods that you can eat just because you are much more restricted. But if you can eat meat and fish, please eat it. It is not bad for you. Red meat, chicken, turkey, pork, all of these things are great. Cook them well, cook them to your liking and make sure you have fish in there sometimes. Like do not be afraid of meat. It is, it is actually amazing for you. And it's so good to get those nutrients and so good to get that protein. I cannot say enough good things about it. Even from personal experience, the complete difference I saw in my energy, my body composition, my hair, my skin, everything when I reintroduced meat is I will just be singing it from the rooftops forever because it was just so profound in, in my, my healing journey. And, and when I work with clients as well, it's something that we see. And I always see across the board. 
But I understand you may be vegan for ethical or religious reasons or just personal reasons, and that's fine. But just make sure that, then that you are knowing what you're putting in your body and you're making sure that you're going out of your way to get that protein requirement, even if you do have to supplement with a, a vegan protein powder, for example, or yeah, some tofu, tempeh, et cetera. Because beans and rice are mostly going to be carbohydrates. They're not a lot of protein. So you're going to have to work around that and make sure that you you weigh and measure and you, you track how much protein you're getting. So we've got our adrenal cocktail in the morning. We've got a full breakfast. We are going to make sure that we are having our coffee after breakfast. Super also easy way to get a little bit more protein. Put a scoop of collagen in your coffee. So easy. 10 grams of protein right there. Collagen is essentially a protein powder. It's just a different type of protein powder. You won't taste it. You won't smell it. Shake it up in your coffee. I put it in there every morning. An easy, breezy, beautiful way to get 10 grams of protein. I also will put it in my Greek yogurt bowls or essentially anywhere where I can just dissolve it. I wouldn't put it in like an actual meal, but you can put it in a soup, for example. But like, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't like mix it with my chicken, for example. Like that might be kind of gross. Um, but easy, just dissolve it in your coffee and you won't even taste it. It's so good and so easy. Um, I like to get the Organica Collagen. That's a good um, local brand to us. It's one of the only supplements you can get at Costco that's actually good. So you can get like the massive one at Costco and it's super cost-effective, which is great because protein powders can be quite expensive. So that's kind of just a little side. And then we're eating a full meal every four to six hours. We are focusing on whole foods. If you are focusing on vegetables, complex carbohydrates, like I talked about your, um, your rice, your sweet potato, squash, all that kind of stuff. So good for you. So, so, so good for you. Your grains also great. Like, don't worry about those. Don't worry about swearing off all, car all carbohydrates. It's just about having them in balance with your veggies, your protein, and your fats. So we've got our 30 to 40 grams of protein. We've got some healthy com complex carbs. We've got some healthy fats on there and we always have vegetables. That is all we need to be shooting for, for our breakfast. And again, I've put a bunch of meals to give you some inspiration of what this actually looks like, because you don't want to just be thinking about it. You want to see it on a plate. So I've also linked what I, I have like a PDF of like what a healthy plate looks like. So screenshot that on your phone and carry that around with you and be like, okay, I'm going to try to make my meals so that they fit into these, this is essentially this plate overall. Half of my plate is veggies. I've got carbs on there. I've got at least a, a hand-sized amount of protein, ideally meat or fish. And then I also have some healthy fats on there and you will be off to the races. Eating every four to six hours, including a snack if you need to, if you're extra hungry, will change your life. And then making sure you're getting that 30 to 40 grams of protein, I promise you, if you do that, you stick to whole foods, you eat veggies at every single meal, you don't cut out food groups or any foods unless you genuinely don't like them or they make you feel unwell, that's fine, that's different, you will feel so good. That's really all it is. And then making sure that you're drinking water throughout the day. Have a second adrenal cocktail in the in the afternoon if you're feeling like you need a little pick-me-up because a lot of the time in the afternoon, you're not getting that 2 to 3 p.m. slump because you need sugar or you need coffee. You're getting that 2 to 3 p.m. slump because you've been using a lot of brain power or sometimes even physical power throughout your day. But even if you've just been sitting at your computer working away on your laptop, that's a lot of mental energy. And your brain actually uses up to 25% of the calories that you intake in a day. That's a lot. Your brain uses a lot of, of nutrients and energy. So usually we just need to remineralize, get some more nutrients in that body. And that is when making an adrenal cocktail is amazing. You can also use element packs, LMNT. They are the only electrolyte powders I will ever use and ever promote. Not even like I'm promoting them. They, they didn't sponsor this episode or anything. 
they're just the only ones I, I trust and will talk about and use in my practice because all other electrolyte packets for the most part are, are trash. There's a lot of sugar. There's a lot of chemicals. There's a lot of flavorants and they don't have the actual electrolyte minerals in good quality amounts that your body can actually absorb, utilize, and recognize. So you can also use an element pack. My favorite flavors are um, the watermelon, the grapefruit, and the orange. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. Honestly, all of the fruity flavors are pretty delicious. I've just never tried like the chocolate and the salted caramel and stuff. I'm not really interested in that because I, I start my day with them or I have them with my workout or I um, drink them in the afternoon. So those are kind of my, my go-tos. And then when it comes to, I want to do a little side note of eating before a workout. If you are going to work out, just have a little something, something 30 to 60 minutes before. Try not to have just like a banana or a piece of fruit. Try to have something that's higher protein. So I love having a midday square or having a Greek yogurt bowl with some fruit in there or having a little cheese seed pudding with some collagen. Try to have a little snack before your workout, especially if your workout is in the morning. Try not to work out fasted. And then if your workout is after work, for example, just bring a little yogurt bowl snack with you or a smoothie or like I said, a cheese seed pudding or a midday square just something to tide you over to make sure that your blood sugar is staying balanced and you're getting enough nutrients and, and, um, just enough nourishment to fuel your workout and don't just have sugar. So don't just eat a banana. Don't just eat a piece of toast because we don't necessarily need to just pump you with carbohydrates unless you're doing something really performance-based and you're an athlete. If you are just trying to get a good workout in, you're trying to lift heavy, you're trying to see body composition changes, just have something that's higher protein with a little bit of carbs. And that will make you feel amazing throughout your workout. Also, when it comes to your workout, you don't have to have a pre-workout. Just drink a coffee. Drink a coffee in the morning before your workout. If your workout is in the afternoon or evening, try not to drink coffee or have a pre-workout after 1 or 2 p.m. just because we know that it's going to interrupt your sleep. So try to work out earlier in the day. If you can't just have your little snack and then work out in the afternoon, but that's essentially all we need to do throughout the day. Eat our breakfast within the first hour of waking four to six hours later, have a full lunch four to six hours later, have a full dinner or snack and then dinner, and then try to stop eating about two to three hours before bed. Give your body time to digest fast overnight. 12 hours is great. If you finish eating at 6 PM or 7 PM, don't eat breakfast until 6 or 7 the next day or even 8 a.m. the next day. That's fine. You don't need to fast more than that. 12 to 14 hours is more than enough of a fast overnight. And that is essentially going to give you all the nourishment you need. It can be that simple. I can do other episodes where I dive more in depth into things like supplements, things like superfoods and stuff. But at the end of the day, if you follow this framework, I promise you will feel noticeably better within a couple weeks. And then within a few cycles, you're going to notice less period pain, clearer skin, more energy throughout the day. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have a higher sex drive. All of these things that tell us that your body is getting what it needs and that your nutrition is fueling you. Thank you so much for listening to the Root and Remedy podcast. If you like this episode and you find our information helpful, then it would mean the world to us if you would leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Google, or somewhere else, just click that rating and review button and leave five stars. That allows us to continue to bring you great guests, free information in the women's health field, and get this podcast out to more people who need it. And of course, if you want to explore any of our courses, our one-on-one -on -one services, or any other resources, we have, you can find everything at rootandremedywellness.com.